think about it literally if you had five houses out there you know you got to have five toothbrushes and it just gets gets you know complicated so it's easier for the customer if you have one central brand where you put your stuff it's easy to find it's easy for them to understand what you have and you serve them from that place so this is where you roll up stuff and put it into the one place salesmarketingprofit.com Real world case studies, no theory, just real results. You're listening to SMP with James Schramko and Taki Moore. Okay, Taki, you're on Skype and I'm on Skype this week. That's right. Uh, big news. I know it's kind of 2014, October, but uh, I just got internet working at my house. <laughs> Celebration! It's happy, happy times. It's actually happy times. I know you've uh, used to live in this part of the world, and it's just not easy to get a good connection. Turns out the ex CEO of one of the big telcos used to live just across the water from me. I can see his house right now, and he got a tower installed to, and beamed straight at his house. So I've just kind of switched to his network, and it's kind of it's working great. Cool. So we're going to take advantage of that. We're going to share a lesson or two today as we talk about a case study. For our Sales Marketing Profit Podcast. Let's do it. So uh, your turn this week, episode 12, and we're going to be talking about Kevin and the roll-up. Give us the lowdown. Yeah, so Kevin Rogers is uh, an ex-comedian, and I say ex because- Does that mean he stopped being funny? Yeah, he stopped being funny. Whether he was is debatable. debatable. (laughs) Yeah. Certainly not as funny as we obviously think we are. No, we'll leave the jokes to him. Yeah. He is um, a copywriter now. And he's actually really good at that, no doubt about that. Problem with copywriting, though, is that you have this conveyor belt sort of system where you're getting all these people coming to your door. He he managed to figure out the lead magnet side of things and he he published a little book and he was able to sell services from that. So he didn't have some of the problems that some people we talk about have, but it's unscalable, which is a very common problem. Once you run out of Kevin time, that's it. So he had the, I think it was episode two, we talked about the, you know, the, the seesaw, you know, the kind of whatever you call that seesaw. Yeah, he's built up the marketing, but then he's run out of capacity. That's the, capacity was the word. That's exactly that's right. what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking about the sell-do seesaw, but that wasn't right. It was capacity marketing seesaw. And, and look, in, in simple terms, we all have about 180 hours a month capacity. Mm-hmm. And if you're selling time, which is what he's doing – which is very job-like. When you think about an employee, they are selling time for dollars per hour. It's even worse though because copywriting isn't the sort of thing you can kind of just bash out or for most people. Like it's it's big time. So you want to be – It's intense. Yeah. It's really stressful and emotional. You've got this customer back and forth. Do they, do they like it? Do they hate it? Do they want to rewrite it all and then they change it and it doesn't work? It's a very stressful and emotional field to choose. And I'd say most copy gets written the day before the deadline expires or the night of the deadline, just like school homework. <laughs> so it's a, it's a very spiky up and down thing and stressful. And he was in perpetual panic and frustration because of this chosen profession and the way that everyone sells it. What do you mean by the way everyone sells it? What do you mean by that? Well, they all copywriters sell themselves. They, like They're the one doing the work. They're, they're literally selling jobs. Mm. 
some of them have got better ways of doing it, like they get a retainer and then a, a performance bonus. Uh, they might get a very high fee if they're really well credentialed. Mm. But essentially, they're off looking for the next job after a job finishes. Or if they're on contract work, they're very employee-like. Yeah. It's kind of unleveraged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got these amazing skills and in a sense, you're kind of trapped, right? You're either kind of chasing the work, which he'd you – know, so chasing the work. Thankfully, Kevin had figured that out. But now he's in the you – know, now, now, good news, you got the job. Bad news, now you've got to do the job. And while you're doing the job, you're probably not out. <laughs> now you've got to do the work. So you, know, you can only do one at a time or kind of you – know, you you know, it's only one of you. So you really only can work on one letter at a time. Now, it doesn't mean you might not have multiple jobs going at the same time, but you can only you know, physically do the work on one. You can get complex and start to try and subcontract bits, but then it's never quite you. So he's got this income coming in. He's got leads at the front door, but his personal mm. bandwidth is just maxed out. His, his rescue time, which is the great software tool I recommend every one of my students install, mm. is showing 55 hours a week, and he's just saying, hello, burnout, you know, come and take me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, poor guy. I mean, imagine how desperate you have to be to be going, hello, burnout, come and take me. Well, I've, I've known Kevin for a long time, and he actually contacted me on Skype one day, actually email. He said, hey, uh, have you got time for a quick chat? You know, I, I just want to run something past you. I said, listen, let's let's have a Skype. We spoke on Skype, and he told me the situation, and I said, Kevin, there's a better way, and you should join my Silver Circle group. We'll fix it all up. And he said, okay, so this this is where we come to the framework yeah. that we set up for him. So like, I totally get his situation. He's maxed out. He's stressed out and panicked because uh, – you know, basically he's trapped, doesn't know how to get out of it. So what was kind of the the major shift or the kind of the framework that you shared with him that's made the biggest difference? My favorite, the recurring revenue membership model. It's where you take all your stuff, you put it in one place and serve lots of people all at once. Uh, that's the short answer. Dude, it sounds majorly scientific. Walk me through. So uh, let's, let's do, there was kind of three parts of that. There was all your stuff, one place. Help lots of people at once. Help lots of people. Okay, so you want to kind of walk through those three? I mean, it sounds very scientific, dude, but let's kind of walk through. Well, it's kind of looking at the copywriting side of things. There's two main two main target groups there. There's, there's copywriters and then there's customers. Right. And I thought, why don't you have this place where you can have those two customers and have them interact with each other? So you market to copywriters and say, look, come along to this copywriting community, let's talk copy all day long because I know you love it. Like they're really passionate. I've seen their Facebook groups. I've seen copywriting forums in the past, but one of the most famous ones had a sort of meltdown and stopped and none of them were really gateway community mm. places. They were kind of free. Mm. And then there's the other group of business owners who need copy who will in many cases spend thousands on it, take a long time to get a result and maybe you know they're only working with one person and they're not sure if it's good. So why don't they have this marketplace where basically copywriters can come and find business owners and help them out and if they like what they see, they can employ them and business owners get some tuning up on their sales copy uh, from really experienced copywriters and everyone's paying to be there so it's highly moderated, it's good quality, it's trusted and safe. And uh, luckily, Kevin's the one getting paid by everyone. Right. So uh, let's give Kevin a plug because the site sounds cool. What's his site? Copychief.com. Thank you, Copychief. Super awesome. Okay. So we've got this model where he's taken all of his stuff, put it in one place, and now he's helping multiple people. I love the idea that he's helping both sides of the transaction. I think that's quite unique. 
Yeah, well, he's really he's, like the chief of all the copywriters there. He's 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 the the um the boss of the whole community. And by the way, just a side note, that's another one of the premium domain names I helped a customer get. He he had the hyphenated version, which was really crappy compared to this one. This is a cool domain name. Totally. And we talked about uh with Greg. Getting a domain name with Greg on episode two. It's so important. And Copy Chief is a really kick butt domain. He stole it, literally got it for nothing and thought it was out of his reach, but we got it for him. It was, uh, he did actually pay for it, but he paid very little. Um, and that was something I was insistent upon. I was very stubborn when it comes to things like having the right domain name. So this is what's involved in making this happen. Just, just a nutshell. So yeah. he has to build a platform for a forum based community where he can mix these copywriters with business owners and help them all help each other. So we didn't go with Facebook for this. I'm not a big fan of Facebook communities. There are some exceptions, but I was uh, pretty clear, you should have this in your own environment. And I use a community platform called Zenforo, and that's what I've got both my communities on. I don't have a Facebook community because the answer to this question has never been Facebook as a business owner, to grow my business, I should spend a lot more time in this place. <laughs> it's not Facebook, right? That, that's one of my philosophies. But also, when you have your own community, your own platform, you get to control it. You set the rules. They're never going to boot you. You can keep a database of it. It's your content. You own it. You get to, to uh, display it the way you want. So it's highly customizable, very inexpensive to set up, easy to work with off-the-shelf software. So he builds this community using this mm. platform and a couple of other bits and pieces like an email system and a, a, a shopping cart. And this way he can sell this product from one sales page. When people buy, they get automatically added to the community, the money goes into his bank account, and they get added to the customer email list. It's pretty straightforward technology. Yeah, sounds really straightforward, really simple. I refer to him as I have done with everyone else and to the same guy who helps me with my website, and that's Dave Wooding. Mm -hmm. So anyone looking for technology like that, this guy has done so many of these specific communities, but there's lots of other technology experts out there. Don't get hung up on the tech, folks. Uh, the, the point is if you want to be able to do this, you can do it. The next thing is he moved to all these little standalone sites and blogs and podcasts and products into this one place. Now, tell me about that. What sort of stuff did he giving on, have going on and what's the downside of having multiple plat multiple places? Most seasoned marketers have got stuff yep. everywhere. <laughs> it's just the legacy of not cleaning up house. It's like they've, it's like you move house and move house and you just sort of never really bother about demolishing the old one or moving this, the stuff. And you, could, you know, think about it. Well, literally, if you had five houses out there, you know, you got to have five toothbrushes and it just gets, gets, you know, complicated. So it's easier for the customer if you have one central brand where you put your stuff, it's easy to find, it's easy for them to understand what you have and you serve them from that place. So this is where you roll up stuff and put it into the one place. So if you had, you got this blog here and a landing page for a book you've done there, you can actually just port it. So in this example, Kevin has a book. Something like the 60-second sales hook, uh, something like that. And he had its own website for just that book. And he was getting all these leads, and then, then they want to hire him. It's like, well, 
Now what? So instead, now he can redirect that whole site to a page on Copy Chief. It can be copychief.com forward book slash or whatever it is. You know, six, yeah. yeah, book. And on there, he can have a special video saying, Hi, it's Kevin here. Thanks for getting the book. Da 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 da. I've got Copy Chief. This is where you should absolutely go now. Uh, click here, and then it goes through to the sales page. So it's just a way to port people to where you want them in a nice, clean, easy to maintain manner. Now you've got less sites to update, less domains to look after, less administration, less web dev, less virus hacking, less sites to speed up. You know, it's easier for all your marketing campaigns, your remarketing, your cookies, your analytics. And just more focus. Yeah, and your focus. So the one question that some people might be asking is, if, I, if I've got all these other sites which have been going for a while, like an old blog and a this and a that, how do I move across and keep my SEO yeah. ranking? What are your thoughts? Great question. You, you literally just... Um, you go into your uh, hosting account and you delete the site off the, the server. You copy all the stuff you want where you want it, right? You take it from where it is to where you want it. Mm-hmm. Once you've finished doing that, you delete the old site and then you can just set up a wildcard redirect using your um, your hosting cPanel. You can hire someone to do this yep. and it will take the old page and then it'll search engine friendly. It'll be a 301 redirect, send it to the new site. One great way to do it is to name everything the same on the new site. So if you had Taki site one, yeah, 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 forward dot com forward slash book, and then you demolish that and you send it to Taki site two dot com, and you had forward slash book, everything when they go to slash book, it's going to take them to the new slash book. Exactly right. Yep. And that's it's a three hundred one. That three hundred one search engine friendly redirect, and this can do it for every page on your site. But again, let's not worry about the tech. Just know that it's possible. No, no, no. I just wanted to know that, yeah, I just wanted people to know that it's possible and they're not going to lose. Of course you have. I've done it. I used to have a stack of sites. And at the beginning of 2014, I rolled them all into super fast business, except for Silver Circle and a couple of podcasts like this one. They're all at super fast business and all the old domains still redirect traffic through awesome. to where they need to be. But it's so much easier. Uh, so then what he does is he goes out and finds really well-respected copywriters and other marketing experts to to get the foundation of the community established. So he's got his email list, he's got his contacts. I call this shaking the tree. Let's go and see what you know. Who's ready to drop? Who's the right fruit? Just ready to drop, easy to get at. You don't even need a ladder when you shake the tree. <laughs> you just shake the trunk, and the right fruit drops to the ground. So he's just reached within arm's length, shook the tree. And set up some basic email sequences and some email responses and offers. And using some of the things I talk about, which is foundation Mm -hmm. members rate, making sure you have a lower rate for people who take the risk on you in the beginning of a community. Before it's proven, yeah. Yep. And then locking that in by increasing the rate fairly quickly. So you use a deadline, use a coupon, and then raise the rate. Now, everyone on that foundation rate has got what I like to call a member's lock-in. Yeah, so that as long as they stay, they're going to get the the foundation member's rate. They don't ever have to pay more. And as they see the price go up, the value of them staying is increased. Exactly. And then, so it's a loyalty lock-in that they can continue to enjoy as long as they're a member. Yeah. And if they ever drop out, to come back in, it's going to cost them now the new price. Exactly. And the key is to try and ram as many people into that first round as possible because they're going to see a discount to the market rate as a biggest incentive to stay. And they'll stick around for a long time. Yeah, agreed. So it didn't take him long to get 100 members. So what's what's his price point? So four days, five emails. What, you know, his foundation price point? I think we started at 47. Yeah, cool. And, uh, and then he went up. 
He actually went up a little quicker than I wanted to 67, but he's now at over 200 members. So even at an average of, say, $50 allowing for fees and, and uh, whatever, he's now on an in, in excess of $10,000 a month recurring. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So just to put this in perspective, he's gone from job to job, 55 hours a week, you know, having to hunt for the next job, maxed out one-man band sort of scenario with a couple of subcontractors here and there and a few little projects on the side, which is a little bit confusing, and like a book there and a podcast here. Now he's got this one copy chief hub. It's the center of his universe. He can spend as little or as long as he wants there. He's got peer-to-peer communication happening, which means the business owners are talking to the copywriters and vice versa. He doesn't have to be involved in every conversation. He just sits back and moderates yeah. and keeps an eye on things. I bet this does something interesting that we haven't talked about yet. That is, that is, if he does want to take on a copy job, now his rates are premium because he's, got, he's not the copywriter. He's the copy chief. Like all these other great copywriters are paying money to be part of his world and he's the, the doyen or whatever it is at the top. Exactly. He's the boss. He's the king of the, the, king of the pops. Love that. He's now been invited to a super, super elite direct response marketers convention with big name guys like Dan Kennedy and John Carlton and uh, David Deutsch and all, all these cool copywriters. Like he's, he's playing with the big dogs now. Totally. By the way, shout out to John Carlton. What a <laughs> he's frost, old frosty. <laughs> so <laughs> I won't tell you what he sent me in my last email, but it's funny because I didn't reply within a day. I got quite a surly, stroppy retort. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you don't mess with the Carlton. So what are the big lessons from this? Now, Kevin, when I asked him this, he said, man, there's so many lessons he can't even begin to explain, but I'll give you the top five. Best way to scale mm-hmm. is building a community and allow everyone to share in this service you provide. And so you've got a responsibility to help more people if you really believe in your message. And having a subscription membership is a fantastic way to leverage your IP into the hands of many. Two is if you're going to do something like this project, you really should get a coach who's dedicated to your success because there will be frustrations and he he certainly believes if i wasn't there in his corner he might not have got it to this point because uh, yeah and even if he had have it would have taken him a you know a a trillion times longer it would i mean i've seen this many many times before and i've certainly done it myself uh and and i believe that the system works but i'm extremely passionate and doggedly determined and i could spot when he was having resistance especially this next point he said, celebrate the terror of building something epic. <laughs> and, and I went through this because there were some really difficult points. It's, it takes a huge mindset shift. When you come from an industry where the only way they sell things is on a per job or on a time basis, to say, hey, you know, stop doing that. Instead of selling consults for 500 bucks for 40 minutes, sell people unlimited solutions for the next year. Like it's great value for them. It's it's just confounding yeah. to, to process that. But he had the faith and he, he took it. And I said the reason that you should be happy about all this fear and terror is because it's going to stop people doing it. They're going to get to this point. Yeah, the barrier to entry is so high. They'll give it up because yep. it's, it, takes a, it does take some confidence. It takes a big set of whatevers <laughs> to do this. If, you, if you're already making reasonable money – 
But then I just re- reminded him about how maxed out he is and how that's, that's not sustainable. And then there's and it's really not that much choice when you get down yeah. there. You got the ser- you got the you know the terror of building something epic with long term reward, or the you know the pain of not doing anything and being and it being crap forever. Well, it's kind of exactly. I'll take the short term pain for the long term <laughs> win, please. Yeah, a little bit of pain now for a long term gain is is and good. It, yeah, and it, and it, to be honest, it wasn't that long term. Like, how long did it take him to go from start to money? You know what? It could have been two weeks. He was on track to be the absolute record, but there was a problem. And this is this is the mm-hmm. the fourth tip: resist the urge to ask people for feedback <laughs> when you're in the process of rolling yeah. this out, because aside from you trying to sabotage your own success, your trusted allies can also sabotage your efforts, even unknowingly, either a maliciously because they don't want you to be successful and to change the mold or to be the first one to con- conquer the industry this way or B, because, you know, they're just trying to protect you from a terrible mistake that they, they can't understand how it would work so they can't relate to it. And this is a pretty common one. Now, Kevin is in such a highly passionate and emotional field of copywriting that, you know, you know for John Carlton or someone respected a peer tells you, oh, no, I don't think people would go for that or whatever, it, it could cause you to say, well, hang on a minute, because you know, the traditional model in that industry is to sell time or contracts or to put together on you know your box of info product. This way of selling it is a different way of selling it. It's the way that I like to do it. Yeah, so way that we both like to do it. It's recurring and it's beautiful. Yeah, it requires confidence and discipline. So he got stuck on his sales page and he got stuck on just trying to get it just right and caused a little bit of a delay. But I will say that within a few months, I think it took, took about two months till he got uh, to the point where he could turn it on and then he had 100 members in four days. Uh, so at that point, he's like, oh, boy, you know, and then he's – Yeah, why did that take so long? Another month later, he's got 200 members. So he's now on this train of growing membership, locking in each price level and – He's now doing all the stuff that we talk about. I talk about own the race course, like blog posting and content marketing to drive traffic to the offer. He can spend more time on the marketing now because he's got very, very scalable capacity, which means if he just keeps tuning up the marketing, he's going to end up with a big fat rent roll coming in every month and he's helping hundreds of people every single month to help themselves. Yeah, so he doesn't have capacity yeah, capacity marketing problems anymore. Now he's got infinite capacity and now he can just focus on the marketing and grow the thing. Marketing in moderation and it's, that's basically how the info product side of businesses can work. The other thing that he really learned from this is that when you actually build this thing and you open the gates and you see your own community come alive, it's one of the greatest feelings you would ever have. And I often use the analogy. Totally. Having a community is really like giving birth to a child. <laughs> It's uh, it's exhilarating, it's frightening, it is something you're going to be responsible for and you have to keep an eye on it. And in the beginning especially, they do they do need... Yeah, they take a lot of kind of nappy changing and cleaning up vomit. Nappy changing, feeding, screaming. It's not the, it's not the easiest thing, thing to get going with. But because what you're really doing is you're creating culture. And when you create culture, then you know, once you've kind of created culture, then the thing becomes kind of a teenager or kind of a young adult and it, it follows the rules. Exactly. It yeah. matures. It gets, it gets to learn the hang of the, the, the ropes. Like you and I both have more mature mm. communities. And I think, think uh, we've both had them for what? More than four or five years. Yeah. 
Totally. And they, they really take on their own culture. Uh, and also, the work we did back then is paying off now. Now they require very little effort to run on an ongoing basis because everyone knows the rules. Uh, members help each other when they come in. They induct each other. Yeah, and because I mean, think about it, like – yeah, Coffee Chief is at the start where it's kind of – it's still – like even though he's kind of building a community and they're helping each other out, it's still his tribe. And there comes a space when the load goes from, you know, you know, everyone kind of posting and asking, hey, James, hey, Taki, can you help me with this, to ask a question. And before you've even logged in, seven people have answered the question. Yeah, exactly. Such a fun thing. So where do you want to take it from here? That's pretty much the, the – Man, I think that's brilliant. So let's just do a quick wrap. I mean, he's kind of given us a bunch of – are really nice lessons right here. There's a couple of kind of quickies that kind of that uh, I picked up, and so let's kind of just call out a couple and let's give people some homework. I think that'd be a good way to wrap this up. Okay. So first thing, the move from time for money to recurring or leveraged uh, is a really common theme across pretty much every episode of SMP because it's you know it's the way we both roll. So first thing, let's move out of a time for money hours program and into something recurring. Lesson number one. Yeah. Lesson number two, the work of building something epic is worth it because you build, you know, firstly, you build something epic and like, frankly, you know, do you, do you want to be mediocre or do you want to be epic? <laughs> yeah. Or do you want to build something epic? Right. Exactly. I remember, uh, I think it was Steve Jobs and John Scully. Uh, I think, I think it was Scully who used to work at Pepsi. I might have the- Oh, do you want to sell sugary water for the rest of your life? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to spend the rest of your life selling sugar water or do you want to come with me and have a chance to change the world? Like, like, nice. That's what's going on here. So you can kind of, that's the deal. You can either kind of keep doing okay or you can build something epic. It's going to take more work for sure. But dude, at the end of your life, you're going to build something that you're proud of and that, you know, that people can't, can't possibly compete with. So that's, that's awesome. And just on, on, on that, some of the emails that Kevin gets uh, and, and messages and posts in his forum w- would make you cry. They are so impassioned. Uh, the people getting results, life-changing. And you know, he's shared a couple with me just to give me some uh, sort of positive reward for having stuck with him through this. But, you know, he's changing <laughs> lives and it, it, there wasn't really a resource like this. You know, there's a couple of Facebook groups, but who's really that committed with a Facebook group? And that's great coffee discussion. Also, when I mean, when people pay, they pay attention. And so now he's, got, he's built something that people are investing in and it's because they're investing, they're invested that's what's good. that's the difference. Well, it's like a, a person can join his community, and then and then that day they can post up uh, their their sales offer and have it picked apart by professional copywriters instead of paying thousands of dollars and waiting six weeks to have a version rewritten that they oh, might right. not be happy with. Like the, it's really active, and it's transforming. And you can imagine how Kevin feels when he reads that feedback about something he created. It's very totally empowering. Is. So uh, if, I'm, if I'm doing lessons here, I've got a couple. I've got number one, recurring. I've got number two, epic. Yep. Yeah, epic or don't play. Like seriously, you're, you're in business. There's a bunch of people who are kind of happy to do okay, but you and I both play the epic game. And I think that's the way to do it. Number three, roll up was a big theme. It's like take all of your kind of your disparate, you know, uh, spread out stuff, Bring it to one place, gives you focus, gives the world focus, just makes life simple. And, and kill off the old stuff, delete, you know, have a clean of house. Just it, It's probably like lifting the garage door on an old basement garage and you're just like, okay, some of this stuff That's just got to go. go. Yeah, 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 put yeah. it in the dumpster, <laughs> save what needs saving, polish it up, put it on the mantelpiece and then, and then put it in one place. Totally. So let's get into prescriptions and, and homework. Okay. 
So prescription might be to do an inventory of all of the various websites, products, and assets that you've got right now and see if you could actually rehome them into one sensible place that people would... Yeah, some things have got to move and some things have got to go. That people would see value in. And remember that it's not about stuff. At, At no point here have we talked about all of the courses... Kevin had to roll up into this community or all of the training modules he's had to do or how many delivery webinars. We haven't talked about that because what we've done is matchmake two customer audiences to help each other and we've taken a tollway for it. We've literally built a bridge between two sides of the harbour and we're charging a tollway for people to cross it. Yeah, on both sides. It's magic. So it's not about stuff. It's about results. So it would be really important to identify what could, what result could you facilitate by putting all your things and, and rolling up everything into one place? What result could you facilitate? You know, it's really interesting. There's a kind of that old quote about, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Well, actually, dude, sometimes you should. Warren Buffett would say that uh, if you diversify, it just means you don't know what to do. Huh. <laughs> Dude, I love that. That's so good. Well, a lot of the a lot of the good share traders will really just pick one or two stocks only, and they're not spread across the market, averaging down their wins. They're they're all in well, yeah. on the right it's things. Fu- so funny, mate. You know, the key to your success, and certainly the key to my success for both of us, it's it's focus and simplification. So good, <laughs> it is, mate. Love this. Okay. That's super, super cool. So listen, this case study is brilliant. I'd love people to kind of get a copy of the of the notes. So if people head over to salesmarketingprofit.com, this is episode 12. And underneath episode 12, you'll be able to download uh, James's notes from this and you know, kind of some of the key actions and, and key takeaways from this story. Kind of well done, Kevin. You've done super brilliant. Yeah, well done, Kev. Awesome. All right, buddy. Is there anything else to talk about? I think we're good. No, we like to keep them short on this show. We do. Short and powerful like a midget wrestler. <laughs> You can't say that. Didn't you get in trouble for that? I did. Yeah, I, I, I recorded a video on my blog, uh, coachmarketingmachine.com, the other day about midget wrestlers. I had three or four people complain telling me that midgets were not an appropriate word, so I apologize to, to uh, everyone who was upset about that. There you go. <laughs> All right, dude. Talk soon. Thanks. See you, Taki. <laughs> See you, man. Bye. You're listening to SMP with James Schramko and Taki Moore. Visit salesmarketingprofit.com. 